You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning. I'm Debbie Lauks of the Horsemanship Radio Show. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 22nd, episode 3188, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, Horse World. You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You're in for an amazing horsey week of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. I'm so excited. It couldn't have been better timing, Jamie. And we we decided this, what, Glenn decided to get out of town a long time ago. But um, it just is so symbiotic that um, we get to talk about all the things you and I want to talk about today. I so, know. Oh, I should have said I'm in Solvang, California. I didn't <laughs> say that part, did I? Okay. So you're I'm, at the farm, flag is up in Solvang, California, prepping for all the activities that we're going to talk about here shortly. Uh, today, what we're going to talk about on the show is obviously we're going to talk about the movement. We're going to talk about your parents a little bit because something special happened. Mm-hmm. And then There's a woman named Kim Wickens who wrote a book. It's called Lexington, the extraordinary life and turbulent times of America's legendary racehorse. And this is, we're going to go way back in the lineage. I am so curious on how she was able to get all of this. It's like civil war time of a racehorse and how different it was. I'm so excited to talk to her about that. And, uh, I think we have a few equestrian first world problems that we're going to have to get to. Good. First, though, we'll go to your Daily Winnie. Winnie is for today. It happens to be May 22nd, 2023. Put a big red star on your calendars because today is the day they're actually, they say, are going to enforce the horse racing anti-doping program as of today. So the Kentucky Derby, yes, has passed, and the uh, Preakness has now passed. We had a few little hiccups in that. We won't talk about the Preakness today because I'm so upset about who won the thing. I'm just furious. Ironic. Ironic. um, And lost a horse, of course, in the same thing. So, um, you know, I mean, I like Washington Post interviewed dad, Monty Roberts, last week, and a guy by the name of Gus Garcia Roberts, a great guy. He does cover this stuff a lot. Knew that dad is, um, you know, feels responsible for part of the industry, you know, moving on into the future. And um, I'm really excited that um, that they're really going to enforce it this time because <laughs> they had like a false start with the yeah. anti-doping program. And then they said, well, it's not fair. You know, there's different entities and everything. So here it is. We're putting it in stone, right? May 22nd, 2023. No more drugs. No more drugs. No more porous bones, you know, um, and all of that. So let's uh, let's cheer them on. So they do it this yeah. time. So Gus said, hey, Monty, what do you think about Bob Baffert, you know, being back in the industry? What do you think? And dad said, you know, with that new anti-doping law in place, I cheer him on because yeah. if he's really that good, he'll prove it. Right. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, the whole thing is so it's just been such a terrible spring Mm. for horse racing that Mm. I think that this is the perfect time to introduce this and, and yeah, let's see what's going to happen. I I certainly know that there's a fair share of off the track thoroughbreds that still carry a lot of the Mm. issues because of the doping and all of the things that happen in the sport. So I'm excited. I mean, there's nothing, let me point this out that Mm. I love in this world more than a thoroughbred. I mean, it's just my favorite thing. I, I, and, and to, to see them finally protected in the yeah. way, you know, from the humans that are, you know, maybe don't, don't have the horse's best interest in mind. Possibly. Uh, yeah. uh, and s- some, some do, some don't, but this is going to level that playing field. And I think yep. it's important. So Yay. I'm glad you told me that that's going to make it a day all better. And I would also like to say that I may have bet a little bit on the Preakness. Come on, Chad Brown's horse. And, uh, he came in second, but I was watching the race with my husband and my son and, and, you know, and it's like a dueling finish, you know, and my horse is sitting in second. I'm like, come on. I know it's Bavard's horse in the lead. I'm like, and then he won and I just turned it off. Yeah, I didn't want to see anything. <laughs> no show. So no frustrating. Show. Anyway, uh, anywho, yeah. that's good news. I'm not bitter. Yeah. I'm not no, bitter. Not at all. Okay. Um, that's and this good. app on my phone needs to go away because I really uh, <laughs> it's dangerous. I know. I'll tell you last night, I was like, you know, I think that if I go onto this app and I find some standard bread races and I bet Mm -hmm. the biggest long shot in a standard bread race, I can earn my money back. So I log onto the app, no inspires. And I find a standard bread race. It's like eight minutes to post. And there was one that was like 80 to one. I was like, Ooh, here we go. Uh, So I put some money on that one. Do you know what happened in the next five minutes to post daily winning? he got what? bet all the way down to like oh. four to one and oh. then lost. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm done with this stupid app. I hate stupid orders betting. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Time for the next Daily Winnie. Nice rant. I had a very exciting weekend, Debbie. Um, an auditor named Melissa and her mom, Denise, Flew into town from New York, New York, not, not New York city, upstate New York. And they flew in to meet. Do you remember farm boy has a horse? His name is Donnelly and farm boy adopted Donnelly from horse and hound rescue. And he never had a horse. It was his first horse. And he adopted him and has ridden and spent so much time with this horse, getting him absolutely awesome. I mean, you can stand up on his back and crack bull whips and he's worn tarps. He's taken him on trails. We've trailered out and gone on rides. He has ridden him in the arena and got him going so well. And then he was like, I'm like, farm boy, this is an English horse. So then I started riding him English, pop him over some jumps, start teaching connections to this horse. A four-year-old thoroughbred goes English, Western trail jumps, does all these things. And Farmboy got a gig. Um, he's mm. in college, but he had to leave for the summer and do an internship. And he's like starving college kid. 
probably need to think of. And we had talked about it with Nelda at the horse rescue to give him the opportunity to sell him off to somebody who's going to really want this type of horse. So Melissa and Denise flew in from New York, spent the weekend and rode him a couple days in a row. We loaded him up on the trailer, took him to the local hospital about an hour away and he got a pre-purchase. He passed the pre-purchase with flying colors. Congratulations, Melissa and Denise, the mom and daughter team. They now mom and daughter team. I love it. I that know. Is so cool. I did. I couldn't tell who was more excited, you know, the, 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 the adult daughter or the adult mom, you know, they're both so excited and I'm, and, and they're just like, you've made our dreams come true and all the work that he put in has been rewarded. And I'm just so excited for farm boy. And I'm so excited for Melissa and Denise and they got a great horse in Donnelly. And it's so funny because now that I've been riding him as well, Chad was out watching me ride my husband Uh-oh. and and he's like, wow. And I was like, I want to keep him. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard for me to sell him. Yeah, he's still here. He hasn't loaded up on the trailer because they have to ah, arrange shipping. You this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I can't. I can't afford him, but I really want to keep him. I want to keep him. And then I was like, maybe they'll like ace better. I was like, no, no, no. You can't sell your own horse. Ah, <laughs> they've got custom saddles fit for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that do. Yeah. No, I, I saw your Facebook pages and you post and everything too. And I love it that there's a mother daughter team that have the same riding styles, right? That's what I always worry about a little bit is that, you know, you've got the 16 year old and the 36 year old and they're doing, you know, different crazy stuff, but no, they sound just perfect. Just well, and, and, and Melissa, the, the daughter has an eight year old child and she's kind of, you know, caught in that. I have time for a horse, but not a ton of time. So that's where Mm. mom comes in. And and so he's going to get so much attention and so much love and they're just, over the moon excited. And I am too. I just think it's, it's a great match. And and that's kind of the thing about selling horses. You know, if you Mm -hmm. do it the right way is you don't just want to sell the horse. It's not trying to trick the next person into buying them. It's making sure it's the right match. And yeah. And and Melissa was such a talented rider and, and has ridden a lot of young off the track thoroughbreds. And we started jumping and she's like, try doing this, try doing that. I'm like, you crazy. And, <laughs> but she had like this lovely patient way about her and, and I just with some really nice skills and incremental training. And it was just really great. So I'm really excited for farm boy and Donnelly and Melissa and Denise, win, win, you guys, win, win. congratulations. Exactly. Awesome. Win all the and way horse around and hound and yeah. Yeah, all you guys. I know. I'm so excited. So got some more projects here. If anybody wants to see them, you can go to Flyover Farm Jamie Jennings on Facebook and uh, Jamie Jennings Certified Monty Roberts Instructor. And you can see who we have up in the queue. Um, Our show is brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. It's now the world's premier equestrian center. Who didn't see that coming? It's in Ocala, Florida. It's an amazing one-of-a-kind facility with dozens of rings, huge indoor arenas, conference centers, and over 10 restaurants. Debbie, we need to take a trip down there. Uh, this week. Oh, listen, wait first. <laughs> 
This week is the Ocala May Dressage CDI three star. That's a huge dressage show. And then at the same time, they're having the Paso Fino Extravaganza International. So can you hear it? I can hear it from here. I'm sure the dressage horses will not be affected at all. That's a good point. But the thing is, they have so much space. It's like easy. So much variety. If you're in Ocala or driving past, just pull in. The WEC is a must-see. Visit WorldEquestrianCenter.com. That's World EquestrianCenter.com. Now, Debbie, Mm. let's talk movement. Oh, my gosh. The movement. Yeah, so... I got a lot of people from the auditors coming. I'm really excited about that. And you know what they want to see? They want to see you and Glenn. So I'm ex- I'm excited about that. Now I got to motivate the the locals too because the locals are coming to the mountain trail and and have a lot of fun here. So we're going to get we're going to pull up the rear here too, but I'm excited. So and dad's excited. I mean, if you go on his Facebook page right now, there's a, a the new post about him uh, he want, inviting everybody to come to the farm. Um, you know, last week uh, dad had on May 14th, it was it was a Mother's Day, let's see, uh, for my mom. So she got on her horse and it was dad's birthday. So he got on his horse. Mother's Day was your dad's birthday? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's stealing so, all of her thunder. I, <laughs> <laughs> we had to sort of divide the day up to, <laughs> to give everybody equal time. Um, and we had a bunch of people here from the Wild Beauty. And we like we were all on the red carpet on Thursday night. Really fun at the Wild Beauty premiere um, with Ashley Avis at the Director's Guild Theater. It's like an iconic, you know, premiere place, which was really cool. And then um, we had guests come join us. They're like, well, we're in town. Can we come up and stay? Yeah. The house is, you know, empty. So let's go. And, um, that was fun because dad worked cattle and mom was his turn back person. And, um, and then they did a little pas de deux. So you guys have to go there and see that because, um, you know, it was kind of like taking your wife dancing. What else do you do? I love that. And I love that he said that too. Well, I mean, I know you said it because you make all the posts because he doesn't (laughs) do computers, but it was a beautiful video of both of them simultaneously spinning on their horses. And uh, he's like, I took my wife dancing. I'm like, that's the kind of dancing I want to do. Especially 88 88 years old. So that was super cool. Their anniversary, I thought it was his birthday. Okay. Not his anniversary. And then- um, the, I so noticed the, a lot of the red carpet photos with Ashley Avis. We had her on, um, gosh. on last Monday, mm-hmm. uh, to talk about wild beauty. It's a, it's a, it's a movie that we actually got to screen a little bit of last year at the movement and yep. Ashley's mm-hmm. come to the last couple and, and been okay. able to, to educate everybody and let everybody know what, what's going on. And uh, you guys got to go is, are you, are y'all in the movie? Is your dad in the movie? Dad's in the movie. So yeah. So they came out here and filmed too. And, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> it was kind of cute. We filmed all day long. We had shy boy out in the infield. We just did all this crazy stuff. So at the end she goes, Monty here, take a chair and hold this sign up. And then we're going to, you know, do a little promo for the wild beauty. And so 
he's sitting next to Ashley, squatting next to him while he's sitting on this chair. And he holds up the sign that says, I stand for <laughs> beauty. And it was just kind of ironic and it was really cute. And that's in the movie. And, but we had so much fun. And, you know, at the movement too, I wish we were getting Ashley, but she's like on the world tour right now, right? So for those who don't know exactly who Ashley is, you've been hearing about this wild beauty thing. She's the one who made Black Beauty for Disney Plus just a couple of years ago. It came out in the fall of 21, 20, maybe. Anyway, um, so she's kind of famous for that. She became like a Disney, like, protege, new, newest thing ever. And, um, yeah, we, we were lucky to have her at the movement. She made us overnight, didn't she, Jamie? Make us a movie for about the movement during the day while she was yeah. cutting Wild Beauty at home. So then at the hotel, and then she showed us a little clip of it and we were all bawling and dad's crying and it was just beautiful. She makes beautiful stories. Yeah, she's incredible. And she's just as kind as you would imagine somebody like that would be. So it was really cool. And so what is going on um, for the, at movement. the farm? Yeah, let's talk about the movement. It's yeah. So yes. So who do we have? We have Monty and Jamie. They're back. I mean, you guys are like the cornerstone of every of every event. So this I is gotta say to, to be called that with in the same sentence as your dad is one of the coolest things ever. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so happy to say it too because it is true. People come, uh, you know, back every year to see what you guys are going to do with either an off the track thoroughbred, which we have here, and um, the gentlers, which we have. We have right now a couple of little Gruya fillies. They're really cute. Um, we've got them at their Choctaw Indian um, reservation. Um, Mustangs that were rounded up. There's a whole group of them. Really cute. And then we've got some um, big horses coming in, untouched. So we're going to see some gentling. We're going to see some remedial overcoming. We've got Manjeev Chaudhary, who's going to be our um, assistant here, too. He's oh, Manjeev's coming, coming. Okay, Manjeev. cool. He's a polo player. He's awesome. He's a polo player from India. Very talented guy. He's going to come back and work with dad again. You know, it's been a couple years since he became certified. We've got the Masterson method is being um, demonstrated by Will Friday. Really cool thing. Um, Jim Masterson's been on your show, I know, and been all over the world. He's done work with so many high-level masters of their disciplines. We've got uh, Nicole Chastain Price right here from uh, a trainer here on the farm who is like cutting edge working equitation. So we're going to talk all about um, the kind of, it's not new, but it's kind of up and coming now, the working equitation sport. And then we've got the mountain trail course, as you know, here, the Mark Bolander mountain trail course. So we're going to be doing some demonstrating on that. Lunch is included. I'm, I'm super excited about the weather has just been, I mean, this place is exploded with green. It's not Oklahoma, not Oklahoma yet. (laughs) Well, I also don't forget on Friday. So Glenn's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Monty's going to be there. And Jared Rogerson is going to be there. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. Jared is so excited. He's already promoting out there that he's on the road. So he's already on the road doing, you know, concerts around. So he's supposed to get me a video to put on promotion for Facebook. So look for that video. I'm going to nag him. Um, Yeah. I love that he has cowboy roots, but you know, he's got kind of like a progressive country vibe too. I I really like him. Yeah. And And and, and for those who, don't remember he's the one who sings peace love and horses and and he's just a total horse loving cowboy but also is a 
very talented singer songwriter. He's been Mm -hmm. on our show for years and I actually found him like I was looking for independent artists and found him on CD baby. So, uh, (laughs) he's, he's become quite the fabric of the show and, and he's so, I'm so excited that he's going to be able to make it and that you guys have facilitated that. And, and also it's going to be an awesome weekend. What weekend is it? And where can people get to? Okay. So here's the one other cool factoid is it's on June 16, 17, 18. Guess what? June 16, is. It's my parents' 67th anniversary. Oh, well. How does that happen? So on June 16th, we'll celebrate with them, with Jared. And, you know, I mean, is that perfect? You know how we have wine and all this cheese and stuff. It's a, out in the, basically the oh, concert, you guys, it's in the park. Like it's in, in a grassy area and there's picnic tables mm-hmm. and there's wine and there's drinks and cheese and all the things. It's a mm-hmm. lovely, like kind of a cocktail evening. And then, um, the, the horse training will be before that and then all day the next day and then Sunday is some more. So we're going to yeah. keep you guys super busy. And like you said, lunch is provided in the park area. Yeah. Um, it's always a whole lot of fun. And then <laughs> Sunday, I'm like, again, to my husband, I was like, sorry, I'm going to be gone on Father's Day again. But I get oh. to celebrate it with your dad. I know. He's kind of a father in you, right? I yeah. love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, and one other spoiler alert, too. On Friday, we had a Horsemanship 101 here, which are really fun. They're a one-day thing. And we had Beth Bears here. Who, anybody who knows um, that name, it's she's um, currently doing the sitcom The Neighborhood. But she's one of the – she's the, the Two Broke Girls. Do you remember that show, Two Broke yeah. Girls? Yeah. yeah. She was the one – well, she was – they're both broke. I was going to say she's the blonde. <laughs> um, the blonde broke one. Uh, adorable, sweetest thing ever. Total horse girl. Anybody Aww. who knows know the host girls, Chestnut. All I have to do is say Chestnut. She did some promos with Dad, and she says she'll be back with her husband and her baby. And so I think she's coming to the movement too, you know, barring any unforeseen anything's. But she's right in the midst of of filming and everything right now. Her um, neighbor t- neighborhood TV show. We've had Sarah Near here. So Friday was Horsemanship 101. We had Sarah Near, Horse Crazy Girl, and um, Beth Bears and Jesse Lockery, who's so cool. And then on Saturday, we had the Mountain Trail Play Day. Uh, so much fun. We had um, people from all over. And then Sunday, we had a lead up. You know that because you've done the lead up with the kids, um, you know, the youth at risk. And then I get to talk to Jamie on Monday. What a great weekend. I've I mean, it's win-win. Although I will, behind the scenes, I've told you that we were going to start. I'm like, it starts at 10 Eastern is when we start recording oh, you don't this, <laughs> but it's actually 11 Eastern. And so I didn't show up and you were sitting there waiting. And I told you that I was going to go ride a horse. Uh-huh. So then I get this text from Debbie. Should I be worried you got bucked off? <laughs> like it was, I'm sorry. I screwed up the time. My bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. It gave my t- my voice time to warm up anyway it's early <laughs> here i know well thank no, you fine. for that and uh before we get the, uh, the movement again where can people go get tickets sorry and how much are Thanks they for asking the tickets are 350 i mean the jared concert's worth that right um i think so and wine and cheese uh the so the dates again june 16 which is a friday it starts right after lunch then Saturday, 17, and then 18, go to moniroberts.com and look under the shop at special events, and you'll see the movement. Or the annoying pop-up will remind you that it's right there. <laughs> the movement, 2023, it's our sixth annual, $350. Let's see. It it includes, you know, a 
life-changing moments all over. Rockstar Mustangs, off-the-track thoroughbreds, um, you guys, instructors, interns. And, um, yeah, and I think probably it's life-changing. Oh, we give a three-month pass on the online university. And, um, yeah, and and we'll send you videos from afterward, too, so you get to keep the memories going. We do something different every year, and I'm not going to be – a spoiler, but there is some stuff up our sleeve that if you've been to the movement before, you will not have seen. So I'm really excited about it. Awesome. I love it. Well, hey, okay. uh, we'd like to thank Purina for being a constant sponsor. Level up your horse's performance this season with choices from Purina Animal Nutrition, from Purina Ultium Competition Formula to Purina Impact Pro Performance. Mm-hmm. And everything in between, Purina has the right option for your horse, including supplements like Purina. Super Sport Amino Acid Supplement, Purina Amplify High Fat Supplement, and Purina Outlast Gastric Support Supplement. There are many choices for optimal nutrition when you choose Purina, all backed by science. Level up your performance this season. Put Purina's research to the test. Ask for Purina at your local feed retailer today. I would like to welcome our first guest to the show. Her name is Kim Wickens, and she wrote a book called Lexington, The Extraordinary Life and Turbulent Times of America's Legendary Racehorse. Hi, Kim. Thanks for joining us. Hi. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, this, uh, there's nothing I love more than like a historical novel about a horse. So let's start from the beginning. Tell us about Lexington and why you felt compelled to write his story. You know, he, he's a really fascinating horse. I, I was actually reading about him when I was reading about the racehorse man of war and the authors of the book on, on this man of war, uh, we're comparing that horse to Lexington saying that these two horses were so remarkable in their different eras, Man of War being in the 20th century. And then Lexington, of course, being in the 19th century and that they were able to basically draw in the multitudes. Every time these horses raced, the multitudes took notice. And the reason for that was because these two horses were just so remarkable and extraordinary. I mean, Lexington raced in let's see 1854 1855 and that was right right there on the cusp of the civil war and already i mean so at this time that lexington enters in onto the scene you have a very torn nation even at that point i mean it was just you know amazing that you know, what was already taking place across the nation in terms of the the bifurcation of, of the North and South. And this horse had this great ability to basically draw in the entire nation in support of him. And so it was a very unique time in history and very unique in what he was able to accomplish in terms of getting people to lay aside their differences just for just for those moments, you know, in a horse race and cheer on this one horse that was so unique and uh, to them and a horse that could uh, resonate with so many people across the border. I mean, and, and this is not your typical, what we think of horse racing nowadays. Talk about no. a, a, how, how the races were set up back then. 
That was so wild. <laughs> when I when I started researching this, I had no idea that horses ran the way they did back in the 19th century. So how it worked back then, I mean, so I'm sure everyone is familiar with horse racing today where horses run, you know, furlongs. And our longest race today is the Belmont Stakes, which is a mile and a half, you know. And that's that's our biggest race here in America in terms of distance. But back then... These horses were running what were called heat races. And so, you know, a horse could run, say, a one-mile heat race or two, three, all the way up to four. Four was kind of like the, the graded one stakes races of today. The, 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 the four-mile heat races back then were like the top, the upper echelon of horse racing. And so if a horse was going to run, say, a four-mile heat they had to win at least two of these heats in order to claim the win, you know, or in order to claim the purse. And so you would have the horses racing four miles. They would then take a 45 minute reprieve, you know, a, a rest period where they would be, you know, brought back to life essentially. And then they would go out there, run another four miles. Now, if the same horse won both of those heats, then you had a winner. But if you had, say, horse A win heat number one and horse B win heat number two, back they came in for another 45-minute, you know, cooling period, and then they would go out and race again until you had one horse essentially winning two heats. I mean, so these races could go on. Eight was pretty typical. Twelve, I mean, sometimes even 20 miles. It was just insane. Um, and all of this in the span of one day. That of course, is... they were bred and trained differently than, you know, I would never, ever expect or, or encourage any horse to run that today. Well, that begs the question, what are they doing to keep these horses so sound? Because I would like a little piece of that magic, please. Yeah, I know. Right. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they were bred different. I mean, I think they were a lot sturdier. Right. And, um, you know, bigger boned horses than what we're seeing today, you know, in the, in the thoroughbreds, of course, Lexington was a thoroughbred and one of the, uh, you know, the foundational sires of the American thoroughbred, if you will. But, um, they were a sturdier horse. Uh, I, I do, you know, they were, they were just trained for endurance. I mean, they trained these horses, you know, in such a way that, you know, to get out and run a four mile heat, you know, was, was really nothing, you know, for them. I mean, well, the horses that could run four mile heats, not every horse could run a four mile heat. Some could only run one mile heats, you know, or two mile heats, which even if you were to look at that in today's standards, that's just insane, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, these horses were trained at, you know, great distances in their workouts, but they were slowly brought into this as, as I'm sure horses are today too. in, in their training, you know, they weren't just thrown out, you know, at the mercy of the racetrack, you know, for four miles, they, they had to, to work into it very methodically and very, you know, systematically to build up to that, you know, just like we would anything, you Hi, know, Kim. and building up our stamina and our strength. Right. Hi, Kim. This is Debbie. Uh, I had a Hi. quick question because I read in some historical stuff that, that the original foundational horses that came over from the UK were really you know, I don't want to say plow horses, but they were work horses yeah. that were strong and sturdy, like you said, with the big bones and everything. Did they have the gallops back then? Because I think in Europe, a lot of yeah. training was with, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And that's something that I looked at too and wrote about in, in this book as well. And, you know, so in, in England, you know, Great Britain, whatever, they, they started, um, 
uh, galloping the horses even back then. And so the horses uh, would go out for morning gallops. They they were not clothed in blankets or anything. They would just get out there and, and pretty much run like they do today. That that system started in Great Britain even back in the eighteen you know eighteen hundreds. You know, but here in in the America, you know, for this heat racing, it was so different because the horses were trained to you know to walk. You know, for I mean, they'd get out there and they would walk for two hours that was their training and they were you know blanketed in this like heavy flannel because they believed that would promote circulation and so forth and so there they are you know in these heated blankets and walking for two you know two hours in the morning and then they would go and rest and then they would go and walk two hours in the evening and then after you had all of this walking then you would start to add in the trot and then you know the canter then eventually the gallop you know to give them their wind their strength right but um but yeah i mean the 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 horses that first came over you know of course we started importing uh the thoroughbreds into america you know 1700s and these were some of the great you know big boned you know thoroughbreds that were racing in england in what they called king's plates and so the king's plates were kind of like this the start of all of this idea of heat racing and so the king's plates were offered obviously by the king uh to all of the horsemen in england um where the horses would run four miles and then take um you know the winner would take the king's plate and um Those were those were bigger, you know, bigger bone horses and horses of endurance. And those are the first horses that we started importing over here. Bull Rock, uh, Shark, you know, all of these these magnificent horses that were not running what they called sprint races over there, meaning the mile and two mile races, but were running the great endurance, you know, races of the King's Plates. Now, if you think of the the movie, like if y'all love the movie Sea Biscuit or you mm, love yeah. the book Sea Biscuit, this right. book is kind of like that in the sense that there's so much tumultuous drama going on in our country. The Civil War is raging. There's soldiers running and looting and kidnapping horses from the top stables. Now, Lexington ran for those who don't know too when you watch the preakness this past weekend and they hand over the preakness uh trophy that's lexington on the trophy so like he still has a huge influence on racing today so there's that we've got all the civil war going on and all the 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 drama in our country that just is sickening i just i can't even explain how quote, exciting the times were back then. And then add to that, Lexington ran and ran and ran. And sadly, like he was blind for most of it. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, I know. And, and it's it was such an unfortunate, you know, event because you really do wonder what would, you know, he only raced seven races, you know, but what he did in those seven races was just so remarkable. Um, but he was retired after seven races because his eyesight kept worsening and, and it was just not fair to continue to race him, you know, at that point when he kept having these recurrent bouts of eye inflammation, ERU, you know, I talked to Dr. Claire Latimer at Root and Riddle and I said, what, what do you think this was? 
And she said it very well could have been ERU, equine recurrent uvitis, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, most likely brought about because of a corn binging incident that he had when he broke out of his stall. (laughs) He broke out of his stall and no one was around to foil his plans. And so he went for the, the, you know, keg of corn and supposedly devoured the whole thing. And then, and then was galloped, you know, the next day, right. It was galloped the next day on this full stomach and, most likely it, uh, you know, caused uh, some toxins to be released into the bloodstream and then compromised his eyesight. I um, mean, the but, fact that he's not like his feet didn't fall off. from yeah. I know. Is, See, is we would all be worried. Exactly. We would all be worried about, you know, the founder and, and laminitis and, and so forth. But uh, this is likely the impact that it had on him, mm-hmm. you know. Now he was, went on to uh, have quite a considerable impact after that on the when he went to stud and he I mean you can trace him back to a sea biscuit to pretty much the secretary all of the horses that mm. almost all of them that won the triple crown have him in the bloodline right 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 I mean it's just amazing this this horse you know he is essentially the foundational sire of the American thoroughbred. And, you know, back, I mean, I've been working on this, this story for quite some time. So back in 2014, I commissioned the jockey club to just do a database search because they have that capability um, to only look at, at graded stakes winning horses in the, you know, we had to narrow it somehow, right? So only graded stakes winning horses in the last 20 years, of course, now it'd be 30 years, but in the last 20 years, and to give me, you know, a number of every horse where Lexington had a cross in, into their pedigree. And I, I'm under a contract that I can't disclose that number without asking them first, but I will just give you uh, an idea that we are talking reams reams of computer paper single lined you know with names of horses where he is in their pedigree i mean it's just it's just absolutely amazing the impact that he has had on our current breed now for some reason whenever i used to hear about lexington when i was young i thought the city was named after him but that's not true (laughs) he was named after the city where he was born Right. right right correct So where, so this book is, it's, it's certainly got to have been a labor of love. I mean, you had to work so hard on this and coming up with all the information from a hundred, 200 years ago. Um, so, so tell everybody where they can get it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but just know that it's like, I mean, I'm assuming it's a compliment to be considered in the same world as Lauren Hillenbrand and all the research that she did for Seabiscuit. It just, Mm -hmm. to me, seems like that kind of historical fiction, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It, it is, it is an honor to be, you know, listed in that. This is not a historical fiction though. This is a, uh, a nonfiction. Sorry, historical but, uh, nonfiction. I screw that up all the time. Yeah. Don't worry. But, I haven't had enough. But, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot of research and it, it was a lot of fun too. I mean, I had so much fun working on this. How and, about a movie? Going all over I the know. Going to make a movie? Because you know, this would be a great movie. When's the movie <laughs> coming out? Come on. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Is that the plan though? I mean, I mean, it's coming out in July, right? So the book's not out. Yeah. Yet. The book, the book is coming out July 11th, right? July 11th. Okay. How will people find it? 
Uh, you, you can find it in any bookstore. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any independent bookstore. Um, your favorite local bookstore should uh, be carrying it. Um, you know, the, just the everywhere you would you would um, go to find your books, you should be able to find it. Books a Million, Thrift Books, it's all out there. Awesome. Awesome. Again, the title of the book, it's Kim Wicken's book, Lexington, The Extraordinary Life and Turbulent Times of America's Legendary Racehorse. I can't recommend this enough. I'm excited to uh, know to, to get it when it comes out. And we do appreciate your time. Um, congratulations on mm, all well of it. Done. I mean, you, this had to take years. It did. <laughs> it did. Thank you. Great job. Thank That's you very it. much, Kim. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of our ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit cosequinequine.com. That's cosequinequine.com. Horse and Rider On Demand allows you to train smarter, not harder. Our training video collection featuring some of the industry's top Western professionals like Bud Lyon, Cody Crow, Ryan Rushing, and more can help you perfect your horsemanship and improve your performance in the arena. Get access to hundreds of videos and learn more about events like ranch horse versatility, reining, working cow horse, ranch riding, and more for just $14.99 a month. Watch anywhere, anytime. Horse and Rider On Demand can be streamed from any smart device. Visit ondemand.horseandrider.com to start your seven-day free trial. That's ondemand.horseandrider.com. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Yes, it's that time <laughs> where we sadly have to tell, tell the tales of woe that our listeners are suffering with and in this segment we'd like to call equestrian first world problems now if you want to participate in this you have to be an auditor i put up a post in the facebook room on the auditor's facebook page it's like a super secret private group and uh that's where, you know, on Sundays I'll just say, hey, what's going on? And then I have so many that I can't get to them all because our people are suffering, Debbie. It's really sad. It's, it's tough out there. It um, okay. All of us horses. I know. Well, we're going to start with Brenda. <sighs> she says, I found a Grand Prix dressage trainer who agreed to work with me. Yay! Yay. But she's also a Pony Club National Examiner. So now I have to keep Ooh. my tack clean. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. You better read that manual girl before you get involved <laughs> with this. Uh, Kendra says that the show entry deadline is next week, but I have like too many pretty miniature horses and I can't decide which ones to enter. <laughs> uh, Allison girl, I feel this in many ways. Allison says, I have human children and they need to eat food that like requires planning and thought Three times every day. <laughs> At what point in life do we go, you know what? Our job now is to figure out what to make for dinner every night. Like, mm -hmm. that's a thing. It what is. Like, when am I mm -hmm. going to feed these humans for dinner? I already know what the horses are going to get. Like, that's easy. It's the humans that require all the thought. That's true. You know <laughs> what? Dad eats the same thing every day. It's the greatest thing. He's like a horse. It's yes. cool. <laughs> Do you want to tell everybody what your dad eats every day? His secret? His longevity? <laughs> he, he, 
doctor said years ago, the healthiest diet for you would be brown rice, green vegetables, no carrots, no potatoes, and white meat, which would be chicken or fish. So he makes a soup broth every day with those ingredients. Every day. Every day. Every day. Now, uh, when he wants to spice it up a little bit, can um, I tell what he adds? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's true. So, again, brown rice, vegetables, chicken Green. or fish, and bananas. Sometimes. He mashes up bananas. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even smell good in the house, you know? Uh-uh. No, but again... He's living, living the living proof that it's yeah. working. Like a horse, right? Where <laughs> you exactly. shave some stuff in there. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Laura said, I looked at a mare for an endurance friend, and um, this mare was amazing. But now I want her. <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember trying out a horse for a client, and I was like, I really, really like this horse. I don't know if it's appropriate for your child, but I like it for me. Yeah. So (laughs) do what you will with that information. Diana says, I am looking at, oh, here we go. I'm looking at this as much needed therapy because I've had a crappy year so far. Weather, family, injuries to a horse. uh, And she said that, so my sweet husband said that I could go to the movement next month. Oh, yay! yay. I just bought my ticket tonight. So oh. congratulations. We're going to see Diana at the movement. Diana, we'll meet you here. How exciting. That's nice husband. Oh. Rosemary said, I'm recovering from surgery. And so I got my groceries delivered. And I ordered comfort food, salted caramel cookies, and mm. cookie dough ice cream. <laughs> But now I can't decide what would be more comfort to eat first. <laughs> all of the together. things. Yeah. Put it all together in a bowl, like with a banana. And leave out the banana, <laughs> just mash it all up. <laughs> mm, comfort. Delicious. Delicious. Uh, Mary says, I have this really handy swing out saddle rack in my trailer, but I can't tie either of my horses near it because they just pull everything off. <laughs> <laughs> Karina says, oh, I got a killer new deal on a new to me saddle on eBay, but I forgot to update my shipping address, but for buying and now I have to coordinate with my old apartment building to pick it up rather than having it delivered directly to me. Aww. So I did kind of the same thing when I moved here to Oklahoma. I had like one of those food survey, the boxes, you know, where oh, they yeah, send you like a blue apron or something. Mm-hmm. And I kept ordering it and it was not coming. And I would call the company and they're like, it delivered. I'm like, no, it didn't. It's not here. Yeah. I was getting delivered to Arizona. Yeah. (laughs) So those people, they have my phone number. They They never called. Not a word. They were just eating my meals that I was paying for. (laughs) Flossie says I bought a beautiful We've all done this. I bought a beautiful load of hay and it smelled amazing. And I got a good price too. I went to pick it up and it started pouring rain on the way home. And now I'm having to chuck a bunch of it in the garbage because it got soaked. That never happens here. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) That does suck. Holly says, I have spent almost four months solid spending roughly one to two hours a day with my beautiful horses. Because I have to keep cleaning their wounds oh. and medicate them because they keep getting hurt. <laughs> I 
can't enjoy them. I'm just treating them. <laughs> my Amy says, my sister has mastitis. Oh. Maybe she has mastitis. Apparently me saying, do you need bag balm? Is <laughs> not the answer she was looking for. Mm, could be hormones too. I, I'd have been like, here's some dry cow. Just insert yeah. that in the... <laughs> <laughs> Those bras with a pad, you know. Exactly. Melanie says, I just had a great show with my horse and I should keep the momentum going. But I'm going to Montana on vacation for like eight days. (laughs) Oh, poor baby. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, Last one. Paige says, this this one's sad actually in real life. Okay. Debbie, are you sitting down? It's a week. Before the Virginia Foxhound show. And uh-huh. I just realized that I don't have any Hermes scarves with pink oh, in yeah. them <laughs> to match my new pink hat. And it's a fashion emergency for reals over here. Hermes. Yeah, oh, I'm Paige, following I'm you. So sad for you. <laughs> I just I'm going to go to the mall with you. It's going to yeah. Shopping. Um, everybody, thank you for submitting your sad tales of woe. Sorry to get to most of them. I've got the vet coming here in a minute to draw Coggins for horses that might be shipping to New York City in a couple days. Exciting. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, we got the vet call right before you went on. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, hold on. That's calling. She's going to come a little bit early, so we're going to wrap this up. But I would like to thank Debbie so much for getting on uh, with oh, me. And hopefully honor. I won't screw up the times next time. And make you in two days. Like we're on in two days, right? I'm coming back oh. on the 24th. We're gonna have, yeah, we're going to have a great guest on too, Sylvia Zerbini. Tell uh, everybody who Sylvia is. She has these big, beautiful, and she treats them so nicely. It's kind of a Cavalia kind of act, you know, where she's got these horses that she tours around with. You know, the big white horses? Mm-hmm. And um, she did that here in in our covered arena a couple of years ago. Well, before COVID. It was right before COVID. And um, she puts on a beautiful performance and show. So we're going to talk to her about how that was affected, um, the COVID thing, and how she's back now. So she just put them back on the road. That must have been extraordinary. So we're going to talk to her about that and how she trains and how she loves her horses. Awesome. Well, please uh, hug your mama, your daddy, and your dear sweet husband, Tom, for us. And um and I can't wait to see you soon. And I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. I'll talk to you. Yeah. Two days. Talk to you soon. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Spay, neuter, and gel. <laughs>